Hey Gemma. So we're back with um we had kind of a thesis discussion last week of money can't buy you class, which is what you is happening right now. It can't buy you class. It can't buy you class. It can buy you a rental house to film in. And it can buy you hundreds of thousands of dollars of fillers so you can look younger forever. And it can buy you the luxury hoarder's nest that is Mary's apartment. It can buy you. Uh, it can buy you twenty pairs of shoes from twenty twelve. Exactly. Uh, it can buy you a mask. It can buy you a mask, a diamond studded mask that our dear friend Meredith was wearing in the close of the Salt Lake City season. That was definitely a Brooks Marks production. <laughs> no, he hated it. He did. I, I feel th- like I thought he totally like made her do that. No, well I. I just remember when she was getting undressed in front of camera and he was like, mom, you can't get undressed in front of camera. Yeah, I know. But I don't, I think that he wasn't into the outfit. I think that he was like, don't wear it. I think that I imagine him as like having a gun to Meredith's head and being like, mom, you have to wear this and this and this because like her character is just as much about him as it is about her. Like he's using the show to launch his career for his stupid ass sweatsuits. I mean, okay, Jen's comment about being like, I hope he makes more. I was like dying. Well, I just thought of something because yeah, you know what I think? Because that relationship is so weird and it's so like queer edible. It actually is like mm-hmm. a mirror to the Mary grandfather. Yeah, relationship going on. Salt Lake City is really full of incestuous familial relationships. Yeah. And I think it's maybe the Mormon thing, but like I was listening to Bitch Sesh and they were talking about how like we're spending a lot of time with the families and not that much time with the group. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a good point. Like, because all their families have some weird, oh, I also was noticing that like they all have really serious marriage issues. And I, do you think it's cause they're young? Cause like, you know, like, cause they're all like, they've like, some of them have just recently gotten married. Cause like the ones I watch, you know, Beverly Hills and New York are kind of established. So they've all either been married or gotten divorced. But like, do you think it's like a 45 year old woman thing to like have issues in your marriage? I think that, I think the cool thing about Salt Lake City is like because it's a I don't even a middle America state and it's not like one of those like coastal elite cities. I think that there's like a certain type of like manner that yeah. comes with the like social elitism yeah. of New York and LA that like even if your marriage has problems yeah. and like in season one of New York and Beverly Hills, insane marriage issues. Like I'm yeah. thinking of like the right. Armstrongs, you know what I mean? But it's all hush hush because that's like part of their social etiquette I think that I think that's something about Salt Lake City is that they find things socially harder to hide yes that's a good point yeah well because like so yeah let's talk about let's talk about Mary briefly because she has another element of incestual family stuff with her like housekeeper who's her like cousin who she's like I've never spoken to her in depth once in my life and it's like 
what is, I think she's on pills. She is not making sense. <laughs> she's also super skinny. So she could just be like, she could just and be like snorting everything. She's drugged out, man. And like her tray, her like kitchen tray. Well, that was the bitch sash. They yeah. said something that was, okay, bitch sash, they're, they're kind of funny. No, they're, they're definitely going to have to reference them every once yeah. in a while. They got a little too teary-eyed over the inauguration. But... Oh my God. I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, totally. They're also like, they think that they're famous. Well, the thing that's is, a whole other thing. that's a whole other thing. We'll, we'll have a session about them because they are basically like, they're basically shills for the show. Like they help promote the show. They get like screeners and Andy Cohen calls them. And I'm like, all right, you know, some, some yeah. critical distance is necessary to really dive into the housewives. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. they they did make, I guess, because of their insider information or whatever, or because like they themselves are rich, so they can tell if you're not as rich as other rich people. They were saying, and I never would have picked up on this, that SLC, most of the women rented bigger houses than their own yeah. for the show. So they could seem like they were wealthier than they were. And the way to tell is by what's in the kitchen. Yes. I love that. I love that insight. Because yeah. I think that that's a very like smoke and mirrors part of the Real Housewives is like, honestly, like I bet that happens on other cities a lot too. Like I think, but that's, but Salt Lake City does have that feeling of like a prefab and like, and like uh, Heather's beauty lab is like a set. It's literally like a film set. <laughs> and she just like walks, like they never show it in its entirety. They just like show one hallway. Like it's like not a real building. And then so yeah, Mary, I wanted to talk about, well, also on Bitch Us, they mentioned that she, her tray is full of like powders. Like she can't, like, it's not like she's eating solid food. So she might have an eating disorder, probably does. But she also just seems to be like, she's just so out of it. It's difficult to deal with her. Like she really is like not, she can't get like words, like, like when Jen called her, like was like, you're gonna go over there with Mary who fucked her grandfather. And she was like, she kept repeating the insult as Jen called her a grandfather motherfucker. And I was like, wrong, that's wrong. <laughs> it drove me crazy. And it was so funny when she, in the, in this finale, because also she's like not part of them anymore. Like, no which is also like the strangest, like socially mature thing to do. Yeah. She's like, think, fuck them. I think she might've been cast as like a partial like you know how they like friends of the like I think she might have been no actually that they said that on bitch session yeah. because we can't get all of our info from bitches but they're helpful for the inside information but they did say that she like was um she was cast as like a friend to the series like a friend to the housewives which is insane because she married her grandfather and one would think that that meant that she should have her own reality television show. Yeah, it, but it's like it's like too, it's like too late though because I feel like when we were growing up, like TLC was huge, mm -hmm. like John and K plus eight, yeah. and it was like it was like families who like honestly weren't very rich, but people were like obsessed with like staring at the like poor people or people yeah. who had like weird fucked up family like situations. The spectacle of like sorry, I have this pimple patch on my lip <laughs> there's like um like this the spectacle of like insane family dynamics 
Yeah. That were like lower than theirs. Yeah. Like my dad's girlfriend is obsessed with my 400 pound life. Okay. People are obsessed with that. <laughs> I know that's like, that's a line I won't cross. <laughs> I like, that's like, I can't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, but let's, let's talk about the other families because Salt Lake truly is a show about the families. It's not really about the women. I mean, it's sort of, it's, but like, it's just pretty, like the drama between the women is so classic housewives. It's like not very interesting, but like the families are like, it's really like the insights that you see to people's family. I mean, it is creepy. Like Lisa, I cannot, with the sonic big gulps and the need, the boardroom for the men's body care with her horny ass 15 year old son who like looks like a baby but has like the lowest voice and is like hitting on his babysitter I was like I can't I know I know it reminds me of the kids I used to babysit because like when they were like just beginning to go through puberty they're like you are woman my hormones are crazy now (laughs) you know what I mean and then all of a sudden yeah it just changed I feel so bad for her children that have they're like like her son's sitting there he's like yeah so it's a it's a face wash for men and then like there's a hair growth one I'm like this kid is 15 he doesn't know about any of this and Lisa's like come on come on Lisa's something she's like one of you know I was thinking about all and this goes with Lisa she's so ugly it's insane he's not attractive and the way she she talks is so ugly yeah and the way she talks with that mouth something's wrong with the way she speaks (laughs) who said that thing that funny thing about the way she speaks someone was like I would try to imitate her voice but like I'm not trying to like be sexy when I'm constipated (laughs) who said that I think Whitney said that um but yeah that was that was really she's really weird like just we just got to get it out there that she's a weirdo but I do feel sort of bad for her because she is part of a classic housewives relationship, Alpha versus Beta, with Meredith, mm. because Meredith is so withholding, and being withholding on the Real Housewives gets you a lot of power because you're literally not giving information to the show, and that's what you're supposed to do. So it's like you're kind of breaking the rules by being withholding, mm-hmm. and like she's a withholding friend, and we've all had withholding friends. It's the worst feeling to like sit with somebody and then then like tell them tell a group about like tell your group of friends about your life and you thought you were really close and they like or tell the the group about their life and you're like I had no idea about any of that so I did feel bad for her I think she's kind of a zero and really wants to be cool well she calls herself the queen of Sundance I know (laughs) crazy also weird it's like Sundance was really funny yeah like just like weird party that was a weird party and the right and that was like the fashion show too like Sundance became like Salt Lake City Fashion Week but like none of them ever mentioned the movies you know what I mean no I don't think they even knew there's I mean Lisa was like I'm the queen of Sundance and she just said that like she like plans this stupid events right it was like the one event that she plans that like like maybe 300 people show up to and I know none of them are famous and you know all the coupons off the wall Oh my god, right. Yeah, that was like so disturbing. I feel tacky. like this show was so tacky. Yeah. Yeah. The Sonic, the Sonic breakfasts. 
She loves her fast food. You have a growing like eight-year-old son who acts like a psychopath because he's probably, his blood is just coursing with Sonic Coca-Cola. <laughs> he is crazy. Doesn't he look like a serial? Like, I feel like he's going to grow up to be like a fucking like psychopath serial killer. That kid genuinely disturbs me. Just like Mason on the real, I'm oh, Kardashian. Yeah. Mason disturbs me. <laughs> really? Mason's kind of cool. Mason's like chill. <laughs> Mason's like chill. North. North actually freaks me out because north is one of those like hyper kids north is like well like, that's what that's what Ma- uh, lisa's son is like is he's like yeah no and those kids freak me out because you like you can't tell if they're gonna like punch you in the face yeah or run away or like scratch yeah, exactly. you or like say something really bitchy that yeah, you can't anticipate anything with them and lisa's husband is pretty like they're their husbands are all like so boring they're gross. I like, I like Sharif. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool, but is he telling the truth? About, about what? About if he loves Jim? Yeah, like his life. Like he's like, like he's never, like he's not home for like nine months of the year and he's like remaining faithful to her. Sure, sure. We've seen that story before. Yeah, he's definitely, he definitely has. I mean, I, I think that's the only possible way that they're in like a fucking, like a quote unquote healthy marriage is because I think he probably is sleeping with some like very wonderful, nice, calm, successful, beautiful woman. Well, he probably has girlfriends and like, cause he's a basketball or a football coach. So he like travels all the time. So like, he probably has like, yeah. it's like bas- it's like pro basketball players who have like a boy, a girlfriend in every city. Yeah, but it's just, I think that something that's like kind of like the parody of Salt Lake City and like all the shows to a certain extent mm-hmm. are like parodies of themselves with like the game master is like Andy Cohen who's like you're such a loser yeah. you know what I mean and I think that the parody of Salt Lake City is that they're all just like they're like really losers not that like being an assistant coach is like a loser but it's like no like, true they're losers it's, like not the coach he's not a player he's like yeah. the fucking assistant coach yeah. you know what I mean like, you don't want to fuck the assistant coach. You want to fuck the coach. You want to fuck the quarterback. But it's right. like, come on. Yeah, he's like of, of like a low-budget team, like not like an NFL team or anything like that. Well, it's college. I actually, I mean, are they good? <laughs> Do you know anything about No, I don't know if they're good, but like it's a college. I'm just saying being the assistant coach of a college yeah. team is like, okay, big whoop. But like, that's the thing too, is like their Vegas trip was like, like we were like they said we I think you had this in your notes like their Vegas trip was like very low rent it was cheap I mean it was not yeah so like that's interesting because I think that the show also probably doesn't give them like a huge budget because they don't know how well it's gonna do you know whereas like when it gets further seasons and like Real Housewives like you know Beverly Hills goes like fucking Dubai you know they can also afford it like with their own money right right yeah um yeah so and then the finale I think the best part about the finale of the of the LLC was Meredith's mask that was the best part of the season honestly yeah it was absolutely like it was it was jarring (laughs) it was shocking (laughs) it made like it, it like it like made me dissociate <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? I was watching it. And I was like, I feel my body moving out of my body in total oh my God. relief. And then when she had the mask on, talking to Lisa, and Lisa was like, "Um, can you like take that off?" 
And then it became like a little like neck scarf of like. You know, <laughs> it was so, and Heather was like, and they were all like, oh my god, they were all like, what the fuck? And then they were like, oh my god, it looks so cute. Uh, uh. And then Mary was like, she should never wear that again. <laughs> I like. I like. I wonder. Did she wear it for protection? Is it like a coronavirus? No. Precursor. High fashion. But who who was wearing masks? Like like where do masks fit? The only thing I can think of, and this is just because I've been binge watching, um, New York City is in season. <laughs> season six when Aviva and Sonia are in the spa and they both have those it's actually the funny I was like super high when I was watching it with Chris and we were like we literally were like gasping for air they're wearing the white face masks that like make you look like a ghost yeah. like freak and they were like having a very serious conversation yeah, totally. just with the masks and it's just like the it's the funniest thing ever well it wasn't during corona they didn't shoot it did they? I guess they did shoot it in COVID partially. No, they couldn't have shot that party during COVID. No, no, they didn't shoot it during COVID. I think she genuinely, like I said, I think Brooks Marks put her up to it. I think he one thought it would be funny to make fun of his mom on national television, and I think two, he thought that if it went over well, she could say Brooks had me wear it. That was just, it was so disturbing. It was like such a disturbing thing genuinely to see. disturbing. It reminded me of like. It was like very knockoff, like totally disrespectful uh, McQueen, Alexander McQueen. Like she was yes. trying to do like an Alexander McQueen thing. I'm like, that's a parody. I'm gonna look up who made the mask. Yeah. Oh, she made it. She made it? It's like a craft. Oh, no, here, here she goes. Here she goes. I think this is this is a to total lie that she's she's covering her ass. I was actually very fearful of COVID very early on. And Told you, all that. February, when China didn't reopen after Chinese New Year, I knew we had a serious problem. The jewelry designer and business owner, 49, told page six. And I have a production office in Hong Kong, so I was probably a lot more aware as opposed to most Americans. Were. She is such a snob. She is like such a snob. Well, but according, she, to Marks, okay, keep going. according to Marks, the mask was not really meant to protect her and her co-stars not COVID. As you well all saw, I was very good at disengaging. I felt a very significant lack of trust walking into B Lab and at that point with my castmates. And so that was my way it was disengaging. I mean, it's a look. She's, she's saying she she put a physical barrier on her face so that she wouldn't have to like get in a fight. That's so great. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like a psychological thing. And it was COVID. And I think that it was like, it, it's the precursor wow. to COVID. Because, but it's psychological because she's scared of the woman. So she literally wanted, excuse me, something that yeah, you know, she wanted to wear like, a mask. Yeah. That's why it was so that's why it was so jarring because you could tell she was like putting on a costume. Very interesting, actually. The interesting okay, actually, this is big. She actually put on a physical manifestation of the mask. She didn't mm -hmm. just wear the mask of like TV or like put on some withholding thing. She actually put on a mask. And I think that was hard for viewers because we're so used to them like, you know, two-faced walking around and you know, like they veil them, their true selves and they perform so much. That's, yeah, I think her mask was really like, it was like a stark realization. But it also is just like so similar in make to, um, I'm forgetting, but to like chain mail. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was very warrior. I'm not going to say warrior chic, but it was like war because it wasn't chic, but it was like warrior wannabe chic. And it was incredibly medieval and medieval. You think like bubonic plague, like she yeah. was really taking us back a, like a thousand years. Yeah. Right. I don't know. That I'm was pretty stupid. insane. Honestly, I was like, yeah, I was very shocked by that. And then I think that it's like, it's it was also ridiculous because, you know, if you wear something that insane to a party, like you better keep it on for yeah. the entire party. And she was drinking through a straw that like went through the chain mail. Right. When she um, took it off, she lost all her power. Exactly, because she was also giving in to how ridiculous she looked. Yeah. And Lisa was like taunting her by being like, can you take that off? That was a power play. Um, because that's what you're saying, because Lisa was like feeling really hurt because she was like, I didn't know, like I couldn't see the real you. And then Meredith yeah. kind of shoved it in her face being like, yeah, bitch. Like I choose when I put my chain mail up. Like I choose when you get to see me for real. Right, well, Meredith actually kind of, I like her, but I think I like her because she like triggers something in me, which is like, I always like to try to be friends with people that are like like that, that are like kind of too cool and withholding. Like that can be a really attractive person to want to be friends with, but it's usually like ends up being kind of sad because they like, they don't answer to anybody but themselves. They're like not going to tell you anything. They're going to listen to you if you want to like divulge your secrets, but they're never really going to give you anything. You know, it's a total power dynamic thing, I think. Well, if someone's like personality is being withholding, it's not like they're withholding anything interesting. Like right. the interesting part is that they're not telling you anything. Probably yeah. because it's like really fucking normal and- Right. And she's definitely like, the thing about Meredith is like, okay, bitch, stop being so secretive. You definitely have a boyfriend or had a serious boy. Like you've been seeing somebody while you and Seth have been apart, you know? Yeah. Well, but it's the control, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, th I think we were maybe talking about this last time where it's like, I think a lot of women go on the show to be seen, you know what I mean? They go on the show to kind of like, in a weird way to like have control over their lives by making a decision to be seen, mm -hmm. even though, you know, they're probably like as woman, like I'm not, I'm not like seen as a woman and it's a choice for me to do this, but then they realize that it's like, kind of gross and like totally intrusive and they really you really got to like watch what you're saying because it's yeah. going to be played back and I think that for some people it freaks them out because right. and I think, yeah I totally agree well what I noticed about her that they that they exposed in her rental home that does seem like rental home. it's like completely empty well now that they said that because I was like maybe it's like the, it's like wannabe like minimalist Tribeca or like Kardashians right. but I'm not like no it's it's definitely a rental. And also home. like when the alarm went off and they like didn't know how to turn it off and like the toilet and they like they had to call some guy being like hello yeah. you know they didn't they weren't familiar with that house you could tell but yeah. I did love the bear art in her bedroom. <laughs> Wait I didn't I don't think I've seen it oh my god I don't. He's like hugging Seth goodbye being like he's like, I think we should take some distance. And she's like, classic cold bitch. She's like, I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was also, it's, because he's cold. She's cold, because, but it's also just like, he's such a fucking schlump. Like he's that's the best a, you can do. He's such a slob. I really find him like, Repulsive. Not he's like drinking a lot too. He's like, all well, all 
Yeah. You think he's drinking a lot? I think Mary actually has an alcohol problem. I think I mean, it's like Ma- alcohol. Mary is mixing pills with alcohol and she's only eating powdered things. Because we also know that she has an autoimmune thing because she got all her scent glands removed, which is why she made the insane comment about Jen saying that she smelled like a hospital. <laughs> she had her scent glands removed? Yes, yeah, she says it. In like the second episode, she's like, she's like, it's traumatic for me to remember that, to, to smell that smell because I had to go and get a very invasive pr- procedure where I had to stay for a week and they removed every scent gland from my body. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> What does it mean? And her son is definitely her son is definitely siphoning off her like pills and getting high as balls in his room. He's really fucked up whenever we see him. It's like me in high school, but my dad was like, I'd like smoke my dad's weed at a party and he'd come back home. And I, I remember like the first time I got really stoned. Um, I'd had a huge party at my house and he came home and the house was clean, but I was just, I was arranging like the beer bottle caps into flowers. (laughs) And I was like, yo dad, this is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly kind of respect him being like drugged out because he knows he's going to be on camera. You know, like they definitely are like, okay, we're filming today. You have to come downstairs for 10 minutes. And he's like really hot. I'm sorry. Is that fucked up? No, he is cute, but I also think that I I want to know who his like girlfriend is. That's so amazing to him that he's buying her Prada purses against his mother's wishes. I think she's just like sucking his dick. I'm sorry. She's doing a great job. She should she's, keep it up. She's sucking his dick really. I mean, I don't. I never dated in high school, you know. But yeah. you you did. Uh, but he goes to boarding school. Goes to oh right. Oh my God, so this is just like his side check in Salt Lake City. No, I don't think she lives in Salt Lake City. I think she's his girlfriend from boarding school. Oh. But he's home for some reason. I don't, I actually don't know what's going on with there. Mary's life is like, I really just wanna, I, I know we already kind of touched on it, but like, she is a bad person. She's bad. Like the way that she talks about her housekeeper, I'm like, how dare you? It's her family member. So like. She's the one in her family that got all the wealth and then she's not going to distribute it. She's going to like hoard it all and like hire her cousin to and like make her cousin wear like a maid outfit and make her like not be able to have her hair nice like for on camera. That's so truly evil. <laughs> I think she's just psychotic. I think that she's like going through a psychotic break because yeah. of the cognitive dissonance and having to like marry your your grandma's widower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know that they're not blood related, but that's like not even fucking weird. It's really weird. And like she even said on camera, you know, she had that really good moment. She was like, I didn't want to do it, but I prayed and I trusted my grip because the only way she was gonna get the inherited wealth was if yeah. She married that guy and had sex. I mean, I also wonder if that guy is like the kid's father because I don't it's like it's so weird. I think he is her son's father. It's creepy as hell, but she, yeah, no, I mean, you know, like in like, like people who are like abducted as children and like have to like live with their captors, like develop multiple personality disorder because that's how you, that, but that's how you like, not even Stockholm syndrome, like that's how you deal with that kind of trauma is you have to develop another personality so that person can cope with it so that you don't have to cope with it. And I think she's absolutely suffering from that. She said, yeah, she has multiple personalities. She's psychotic. She's taken pills she and you know what I mean and it's just 
and her face also that's the thing that you know in the scene where she this was like a couple episodes ago but when she wasn't invited to vegas and she's on the phone with the husband her face changes in such an intense way she looks like a different person she looks like a child yeah Yeah. i thought she looked like a child i thought that a little girl an arrested development thing of like she married him when she was what like probably like 25 and like she like and like or also I thought I thought that she was really revealed to us when she was talking about not being invited to the to Sharif's party and she was talking to Whitney and she like her face again in a split second changed and she looked so so hurt like a little girl who's left out because she married her grandfather and everyone thinks it's weird. Like, cause I think that's how her life has been. I bet people like, you know, she inherited a lot. She got what she wanted. You know, she probably has a very close knit family but people definitely like, don't like, you know they had like, just like put that on her and that's her whole identity. So I totally picked up on that. That's a good point. Yeah, but it's also, it's like, I guess that's all it's other people too. But like, if you really love someone you know what I mean? Like, if you really fall in love with someone, you don't really give a fuck what other people say. No. So I think that it's just like, she knows it's fucked up. She knows it's disgusting. Yeah. And I think that she, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like very classic Oedipus. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, Oedipus completes the prophecy and they, they all go crazy. Yeah. They all go fucking crazy. And I think that it's, you know, I don't want to be like, I don't want this to be like cheesy or whatever, but it's like Oedipus plucks out his own his own eyes mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think that part of the disbelief is like like the self-blinding which then goes back to like the Meredith mask it yeah. goes back to the face being up it goes yeah. back to like the relationship between the words character and charade you yeah. know what I mean because people are like I think it's too easy to say that like the woman on Real Housewives are characters oh, it's, it's not totally. character it's charade yeah for sure that's a much yeah that's a good point I do think that like people do have those like I think like step family relationships are probably probably kind of complicated with those kind of feelings you know like people never talk about it because incest like is like just people do not want to talk about incest <laughs> like but I no do want to talk about incest <laughs> but I think that there's like probably it probably has a lot there's probably a total psychological thing with it like you know some identification with like this family member that's like you've gone through something together but you know anyway so it does happen in the real world. But it's also like those horror stories of like, of like, like sperm donors who have like 300 kids and then exactly. like two of them like fall in love and like have yeah. sex. And you're like, that, that, that for, for a very long time when I was like a, like 14 or 15, that was like my worst fear. <laughs> That's crazy. That I would like have sex with like someone who, who like so my dad. I was That's horrified. Um, do you want to touch on Jen? Yeah, we can go to Jen. The Jen is also really ugly. They're so ugly. Um, is that like they're ugly inside and out? Yeah, there's just like nothing redeeming about about. Well, I mean, I think Meredith is actually pretty hot, but Jen is like Whitney's hot. Well, except for the eyebrows, which like are fucking those like interview looks. Bad. She looks completely insane in all those looks. I know. And also in Vegas with the hair extensions. That look. Okay, but uh, Heather is arguably the least physically attractive. And mm-hmm. I find her the most likable. I'm drawn to her. 
I want her to give me a hug. Well, she looks like she'd be a good hugger. She's got a crazy face, but she's like a pure person inside. <laughs> she's like Heather in New York City. Yeah, Heather's something about Heather's. I want yeah. to talk about that whole, <laughs> that whole arc of New York City is like one of my favorites with Aviva and Heather. It's so good. Um, I think yeah. both are really into AAVE. Both Heathers are really into like appropriating AAVE. Yes, for sure. Holla and the, like and that, just like the really cheesy white woman of a certain age. Yeah. But Heather being like, I, I'm not a Mormon anymore. I like black men. It's like, yikes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know when she goes to the party and she's like eating, she's like eating meatballs off toothpicks. And, and she's like she's licking her meat. I'm like, bitch, you don't have to go like zero to a hundred. Like just because you, you never had sex and you had sex with some lame dude that like made you feel bad. Doesn't mean you now have to be like, I like black dick and meatball on a stick. <laughs> it's also just like the meatball licking. Like, I feel like that's, that's like the 10th time you've had sex with someone. Like you don't, you don't do that. That's not like the kink you get to before you've fucked once. She did get the hell out of Dodge with that guy at that party. So fast, she moved so quickly. But we don't know if they had sex. That's always the thing with the show. You're like, maybe someone gave him a hundred dollars to leave with her. I choose to believe they did. <laughs> I'm choosing to be convinced, which I often do with the housewives. Yeah. Cause you do have to kind of enter, like, so you're talking about the women being on the show because they have to see themselves and they have to have some sense of like selfhood based on seeing themselves in a camera. And I think that it has the same effect for the millions of fans. And like, why is the Real Housewives the most, one of the most successful reality franchises ever? It's because there's a distance in which you can like really easily judge people. People love to hate women. They're mostly stupid. But I think that women who watch it, I think some women who watch it are probably like, oh, me, me, these people are so stupid. I think a lot of people who watch it, watch it to, you see yourself, you, you inevitably see yourself in them and you inevitably see like your mother and you inevitably see like, you inevitably see characteristics that you or you at least empathize with even if you don't see yourself like you at least you at least kind of empathize or you or you think about or for me you think about like why are they like that or what's that interaction about or like what's this kind of thing and so I think that in the same way I think like and I think you know reality tv in general like garbage tv with like and even like the Kardashians it's like you watch it to like kind of go to sleep in a way like you want to be kind of like inundated with something you don't want to think but you're kind of just like thrust into this other world and like you have to convince yourself of that world like sometimes I go through periods where like I actively like decide to be really trustworthy of everybody in the show and I'm like I trust everything they're saying is true and everything has happened you know what mm -hmm. I mean like it's kind of it's like it's comforting because you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's this is this other world. And like I think that as viewers, you are trying to confirm selfhood by like watching these women live their lives in some way. Yeah. See, I never see myself. I've tried to see myself in them, but I just I think that what what I kind of watch them as like almost it's like aspirational candy. Yeah. Because I think that there's like, there's such a part of me just mm -hmm. because like I had like such a fucked up childhood and teenagehood, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I never had like, 
I really never, especially looking back, I never had that type of family. That was just like a normal family. My family was always just so like, like lies and secrets and like fucked up and everything. I think that I watch a show like this to be like, these are the lives. These are like the mothers I wish I had had, or, or it's not even that. It's just like those, these were just like, because I went to private school and I wasn't that rich. These are like, these are like, I know that these are the mothers and these are friends with the mothers of the girls that I went to high school with. So I'm like, I like see like my alter ego in these people, which I think is honestly like even worse. Not not that it's bad to see yourself in these people. No, but that's what I mean about seeing yourself. I I do mean that there's some like identification with an alter. There's an identification that like, it's like, they're very human. You're connecting to them and they're on their human levels where you're like, I could see myself turn. Yeah, I think, I think I agree. I think I agree that like, I think I see myself sometimes, but I mostly see myself as that in that way that you're talking about. It's also just, well, there's like this, we, there's like this very American part of me yeah. that wants that wealth. I like want the right. wealth because right. it seems easy. I want the wealth that they have. And I think that that's why you watch these. That's why I watch them too. Cause I'm like, I want that much money. Yeah. Well, it's fun to identify with like, what would you do if you had that much money? Like, yeah. I think what the wealth represents for me is like, it, it does seem like their lives are like easy. Like it's like, oh, I didn't want that in my house. So I like hired a mover to like make a new wall, you know, just like things that are like, I know. it does make life easier in a way. But I think the wealth is a, um, is like a, a calming factor, honestly. Like, I think, I think the wealth is like a soothing thing. You're like, you're like, oh yes. Like lullaby me to sleep with this like gross mansion that I can totally identify with. And like, in this weird way, even though I've never lived in one, like, or like, oh yes, the pool or, oh yes, the rose gold Bentley. Like, you're just like, it does feel like taking like a pill <laughs> like, to be well, like. The story that we've been told about wealth right. and the shows right. is just regurgitated back at us. So right. it is comforting. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh my, you know what I mean? It's like on an airplane almost like I hate airplanes, but I don't, I tell myself, don't freak out until the like the stewardesses freak out. So I feel yeah. like it's that type of thing where it's like, you look to someone else to make sure that it's normal. So I yeah. feel like into the, especially during like Corona or whatever, yeah. when everything's like upside down. Yeah. I like look to the housewives and I'm like, all right, you don't, you're normal. I guess the world is still fine. Right, like they will always be there. They are consistent. They will always buy a new mansion. They will always remodel their house. They will always buy a new family. Like they will always go on a yacht, you know? They're going to fight. They're always going to throw shit at each other. Right. Well, the, the class, so like the, the wealth thing is interesting, especially in terms of talking about like Salt Lake City, because like it's clearly there are a lot less well like the newer seasons of like random yeah. cities only New York and LA are like I mean I bet that what the Atlanta women I actually think are like really really rich and the Orange County I think they're all like rich but like the newer ones like the Potomac one and like LZ, they're not like they don't have that like feeling of like true wealth and like they talk about this on bitch a little bit they talk about this on bitch Stash a little bit of like this idea of like Jen's party for her husband was like essentially at a Buffalo Wild Wings reserved section. Like it's it's not really wealthy. And like there's something that's like, I mean, that that's just like a thing about them. And like, but it's interesting that the show kind of requires them to like rent a house or like, you know, do all this major stuff. And like I actually think that like 
in terms of class, like I think that like Heather is branded as like low class with Whitney. Like I think like they're branded as like poor and Meredith and Lisa are like rich. And Jen is kind of just trashy. Like she's not really, she doesn't really fit in wealthy because she's her because her wealth is clearly so fabricated and like such a house of cards that you're like you don't believe that she's that wealthy like how the fuck does she have eight assistants yeah well but, that, but that's the other thing it's like but, but you, you know heather and whitney are both from salt lake city but meredith is from chicago and um lisa's from new york new york city you know what i mean so but I actually think Heather has a ton of money because her is the richest one. Me too. I think she's the richest one because like she was talking about, you know, she has no issues taking money from her husband for his out. He clearly supports fully her lifestyle. He supported her opening that whole thing, you know, and he's like some like disgusting rich Utah, like money. Like he, she's actually married old money. Like she married old money. Like she married Mormon royalty, whatever. Type of old money. Oh, it's, it's like, but is it darker? Yeah, it's darker than like the J.P. Morgan. I was just gonna say, I, but I think I don't know. I don't. I. I think that it's darker. You know, surface. I think on the surface, we're like Mormons are gross. Like that's like Mitt Romney. They have like twelve wives. Which whatever. I think it would be fun to like be one of. 12 sister wives I would actually I would probably love that you know what I mean I think that would be fun it would like encourage me to have better relationships with women (laughs) Um, you know what I mean but I actually think and like we can also talk about this another time but the Morgan money is dark because they're related first of all to like John Adams and John Quincy Adams they're like they're like the Rothschilds they, they're, I mean, they're billionaires. They're the reason the world turns the way it does turn. Yeah. They give money to Jeffrey Epstein. They're friends with Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. They are like fucking child abusers. They are huge donors to whatever political group is in power. They're really dark and they're really disgusting and they're really scary. And knowing that and watching New York with Sonia Morgan, it actually because I only started looking into this recently, but it's just like it, the show takes on a whole other level because I was like, Oh, Sonia's so cool. Like whatever. I love Sonia. I truly love Sonia. But you know that she, I was sending you this. Well, now I realize this. Yes. The interns that she has, she's been accused by multiple credible sources of using the interns as like the child trafficking, sex trafficking ring for Epstein. And he was actually at her birthday party in the season finale or one of the birthday parties in season four. There's a video of him kissing her on the cheek. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, that actually makes complete and utter sense because Sonia is also desperate. She was also abused as a child. She was abused as a child and she fits in the exact formula of what it, you know, of the incredibly sad the devastating the traumatic journey of being like a sexually abused sexually assaulted by her father young girl who then grows up yeah to to have like daddies in her life and then with Epstein to recruit other younger girls yeah she also I think that makes total sense that Epstein's up because she was so desperate to um 
she loved being married to JP Morgan Jr. because it like gave her an, a, an, a, a, an proximity to true wealth. And like, she's obsessed with talking about it. Like she cannot let it go, you know? Like she really was like really grieved after her divorce, which I think is fine. But like, you know, she really like- she on him though. That's why they broke up. She cheated on him. I know, yeah. yeah. But like, anyway, she, but she's, she's always like, I lost my husband. It's because she lost this part of her that was like, but like her whole townhouse sitch, like she is like, Sonia has no fucking money, none. <laughs> like she's broke and you can tell. And like, it's kind of charming. I actually really like it, but like, it's also like the Epstein stuff makes total sense because she probably obviously like got like paid or like, but also she just like wants to be close to that kind of stuff. Like she doesn't really, I mean, that's the thing It's like, yeah, she doesn't really care. But like Heather's ancestors are like pioneers, right? And the way she talks about it makes you makes it seem like they're like wealthy pioneers or something. And you're like, like <laughs> they're pioneers. Like, like they had like dysentery, like Oregon Trail. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you think of when you think of pioneers? Like decided Native Americans for fun, you know? Right, exactly. She's like, she's like, I'm a pioneer. It's like, first of all, should not be proud of that. Second of all, like, okay, like what is that supposed to mean about your what but she but I'm unclear. She hasn't inherited any family. She, I, no, but maybe she did because she was like, I wanted a rich husband because she's rich. Or did she just want a rich husband because she wanted a rich husband? I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think that part of part of the thing with them all renting out their houses for the episode, I think that, and like with the, my pioneer ancestors and like, especially in 2021 or yeah. 2020 when it first aired, I feel like the culture, it's like, like American culture is like woke now, you know what I mean? Like everyone's like, like if you're if you're cool, you're woke or whatever. And I feel like Heather would be the type of person to be like woke or yeah. shit like that. You know, I feel like she, like even if she votes Republican, she she like performs as a Democrat or whatever the fuck that means. Anyway, but I, what I think is that there's no history, and I think that that's part of the weirdness mm. of them of them having these like totally empty, weird Kardashian esque. Yes houses is yeah. that you can't see the history like with no. Sonia Morgan you can see the history in that townhouse you know the history she yeah. knows her history yeah and she, if you don't if, if she doesn't tell us it's because she's withholding but I but I think that the wealth especially with the Mormons and especially with Heather like it's there's no evidence of the history and I think that yeah. that's what makes it really weird it's just kind of like you say something and it's so empty it's like these empty signifiers right I also wonder, and this, you, you had a note that you sent me about like the, uh, on Amazon, the hilarious reviews <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I wonder who watches these shows. Like, I wonder if it's mostly just like, you know, girls like us who drink a lot of wine and are like, you know, trying to take yeah. a little hiatus. But I also wonder if people like, like, do you know who, do you know like the demographic of people who watch the show? Is it like, I mean, I think like, uh, like I think like mid 30s, I think like mid to late 30s, early 40s women watch Real Housewives because like the reviews on Amazon of it are like, are people that are like from Salt Lake City, like wanting to watch their city represented. Like, I think that's a thing. Wait, do. I found a website. <laughs> I'm going to read but I think it's it. a lot of like young people, but I think it's also like, I mean, the comments and the reunions are always from like Jill from Temecula, California. And their questions are so honest, earnest, you know, like, I think there are people, people just do watch it just because like, I mean, it's trashy, but they watch it because like they want, they like, like it. I mean, I love it. So 
Let's see. Approximately 80% of Real Housewives viewers are white compared yes. to 74% of the total U.S. population. That makes sense. Californians, including you, <laughs> make up the largest share of Real Housewives oh. viewers at 10%. Mm. New Yorkers are next making up 8% and Virginians at also 8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Real Housewives viewers are slightly older than the average American, but in line with the age of most of the women on the show. So you're right. Viewers are on average 43 compared to an average 37 for U.S. population. Uh, it's 50-50 with men and women. Oh, interesting. Uh, but I think that a lot of, like, husbands watch with their wives and, like, they're they obviously, like, yeah. a lot of, I, mean, like, I think a lot of gay men watch it. A lot of gay people. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if the, this was published in 2018 on like that's, a that's a good that's an interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes yeah. sense. So Salt Lake City has ended without, but we now we're awaiting the reunion in which we it's got gonna a, be a three part reunion. Dude, I love the idea of a three part reunion because I love thinking about them shooting for 12 hours. <laughs> but like- but like, oh my God, that's a thing that I thought the reunion was going to be one episode. But I think what I'm realizing is that there was so much that went on. It's like a politics of manners. Yes. It unsaid. needs to be three episodes, unsaid. Yeah. Off camera. Okay, so, okay, let's talk about reunions because I'm obsessed. Because, so, I used to not watch reunions. Now, it is just the opposite. Because... And rewatching reunions is a real vibe. I mean, it really feels like disgusting to do, but I kind of love it. But um, reunions are very interesting to me because what I really liked about them at first, and now I have a lot of interest in them, but I really liked them about, at first as they, it's the moment where the fourth wall, like, it's like peeled back where you like, they say like, oh, well, that wasn't on camera. Or they say like, oh, well, the way that that was portrayed made me seem like this. And I was like, yes, like, this is great. Like, I love that they actually address that. And like, I love thinking about all this, all the stuff that happens behind the scenes because there's obviously a lot that goes on that we don't see. And it's all a trick of editing, which is not, inter- that's, not, not that's not that interesting or new. So this idea of the fourth wall being peeled back, the idea of like the reunion as this kind of reckoning, which is like, and like this idea of truth finding of like, you know, we finally, so like there's a, there's a misstep in the season where clearly like Ramona has lied. She gets into a two, two episode fight with somebody about it. We never really are resolved as viewers. She just says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. And then everything is fine. And we move forward because the show must move forward. The show must go on. But in the reunion, in the reunion, we get like the evidence is presented, which is like, Ramona's like, I didn't say that. And it cuts to Ramona being like, she's a bitch. And then like, the person is like, and Ramona somehow is still off the hook. Like she's still like, hmm, yeah, I guess I did. Oops, bad memory. Like in, in a season, recent season finale, in a recent reunion, I don't think you've gotten there yet. Ramona like makes a mistake at a party and Dorinda gets like really mad at her about like the table seating she's at. And Ramona, chalks it up in the reunion to like an aging brain 
And Bethany is like, that's the best thing you've ever said in my life. Like Bethany's like, that's major. Like Ramona's like, I'm just old. I don't know. I forgot. And like menopause. (laughs) Exactly. But like that, I think that that element of the reunion is what's so juicy because you as a viewer get to like, be like, okay, now we're going to get the real story. Like there's some, there's some implication of the truth or justice involved in the reunion setting. They do that on, also, like, as the seasons progress, people get more, like, self-aware that they're, like, on a show. Yeah. So, like, especially in Beverly Hills, they'll be like, wait until this plays out on the reunion, girls. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, waiting for it. You know what I mean? They're just, like, salivating over the fact there's going to be some, like, fucking, like, truth brought. Like, but that's the thing. It's, like, they're... That's like also it's so ridiculous. There's like this strange like search for the truth. Obsession. Which is like a very like it's like a romantic like romantic poets were like in search yeah. of the truth. You know what I mean? Modernist, like all great literature is searching for some higher truth. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like Thomas Pynchon, James Joyce, Anna Cavan, like 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 Bertolt Brecht and like and like Andy Cohen and the Housewives. <laughs> They or are like in the search for the truth. Well, it's truth for sure because everyone's always lying, but it's also justice. There's also some perception that somebody's going to get what they deserve. And like, as a viewer, we have villains. So we want somebody to win and somebody to lose. But I've always been less concerned with the justice and more interested in this like pursuit of the truth because obviously there is no real truth happening on the show, which is like, you know, it's like, come on, no, this is fake as fuck. <laughs> like, but, but I do think that Andy Cohen acts as sort of the judge and the jury. He kind of like questions them and he's like kind of, you know, if the reunion is a trial, the viewer questions are the jury uh Andy is kind of the judge and the jury and but the thing is is that he's not really the judge because he never he never really delivers a verdict no one ever really deserves there's no execution there's no guilty not guilty but there's just these little asides where they resolve things maybe it's more about resolve like they have these little moments where they're like okay I forgive you like that was such a terrible time like me I forgive you and that's just so they can go to the next season, you know? Well, there's no finality, you know what I mean? And that's, no, and it's like, I think that the reunions, like it's such an interesting narrative structure of the, of the franchise, because it's like, there's, there's, we're always in the middle of it. Yeah. And that's, that's why you want to keep, that's why you want to keep binging it. Cause you're yeah, always in the middle. You want to know more. You it's like know. more 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 and more. It's extremely American. Is the is the reunion of SLC tonight? Yeah, it may have been last night. Hold on, let me let me check Amazon. Um, I did love. I mean, we haven't fully fleshed it out, and like maybe we don't need, even need to do it tonight. But I love what you said about um, about the reunions as trials. Yeah, I think that's a big idea. We can probably return to it because it's also wait. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, no, no, it comes, it comes out tonight. So tomorrow we'll yeah. both watch it because like, I mean, the, the trial brings up notions of, right, right. It's like, 
who's the judge? Like, what are they? Because, you know, you have like the two sides, you have the couches and like yeah. who's where is really important. It's like a Seder. It's like incredibly religious. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the dresses, you have people like dress up like what the fucking religious reunion. Right, religious reunion. We have the re, we have the reality, we have the reunion. Yes, and love. we also have the like, the continuation, who's convicted. We also have the like criminality, who wins, who loses. Right. It's all talk, you know what I mean? Right. Like it was, it's hilarious because New York City, it's season six. It's when they're in the Hamptons at the beginning of season six with that friend of the housewives, Amanda. Remember that, Amanda? She's really fucking annoying. She's like um, Aviva's friend. Yeah, so yeah. Doing the podcast. We were watching that again. We were really fucked up. We were like really out of our mind high. And we were watching it and Chris was like, Amanda's a social mercenary. And then it became like totally lucid that like it's a, it's literally a battleground. There are soldiers and it's words. It is just like they're cornering each other. They're like making language, like, dude. It's all about language. But it's crazy because once you think about them as like social mercenaries, it's like it's the violence so of language. I think on the next, like next week when we talk, I really want to talk about who Andy Cohen is. Okay, yeah, next week I really, really because you're gonna have you're gonna have progressed majorly in new york and we also only got like 25 percent of these notes we literally have so many notes um but i really want to talk about new york yeah because i love them dearly and i just finished re-watching for like the second third time so i'm well versed um and i really want to hear what we think about aviva i really want to hear what we think about dorinda i really want to hear what we think about carol 